Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today hang on how much chewing gum dad Hello everyone and welcome to The Fumble. It's week three. We've made it to week three already. Darren, can you believe it? Well, I can, just about. You sound a bit out of breath, by the way. Oh, do you know what? I have run <laughs> to the studio where we record The Fumble and I am absolutely shattered. And people keep asking me, why are you not playing for the Warriors anymore? I'll tell you why. Because I've just run 200 yards. That's the length of two football fields. And my right knee is beyond Volterol. And my left knee is beyond Neurofen. I am dying. Oh. <laughs> well, we, we've actually started calling you within the production team, Crossy and me, that you're now known as the late Vernon K. Yeah. You're not dead, you're just always late. It's just, honest, it's unbelievable. I, leave my, I live approximately 24 miles from the centre of London or 24 miles from where we record the podcast. Now, in any tone in Great Britain, you would assume that 24 miles is nothing. You can do that at the click of a finger. But in London, and this is the third week in a row that I've swore on the podcast... London is shite at traffic. <laughs> plus, yeah. plus, political statement coming your way on the fumble. You pay for the privilege to be sat in traffic. You pay, I think it's £10 congestion charge. It's absolute bull poo. Is it more than that now? I don't know. It's on direct debit, you see. My Pierre does it for me. I'm only joking. I don't have a Pierre. Can't afford it because I'm too busy paying to be sat in traffic. It's a mockery. It really is. Oh, Darren. Have you quite finished? <sighs> I'm not sure this week who's more angry, you or Clay Matthews. I think you might just be edging Clay Matthews. I saw a debate about the late hit done by Clay Matthews at the weekend, and everyone was saying what Clay and the uh, Green Bay Packers fans need to realise is the reason why this rule has changed is because of the hideous hit that was put on their own quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, last season. So chill your beans, calm down. You know how I stand on tackling. I think they should just let the Bulls ride the war of hard hits, it's a man's game, etc., etc. It's a physical sport. You're wearing pads to protect yourself, but it's just getting soft. And again, these hideous penalties for initiating contact with your crown of your helmet. You can't do anything about it when you weigh 260 pounds and you're running full tilt at another human being. You can't adjust your body position that quick. But anyway, let's what, cheer what, things what, up, Darren. What, what, You're what, doing really what, well in fantasy football. I am. What, what was the statement again that you just used? I can't remember. I'm after, Initiating I'm, what? Initiating the tackle with the crown of the helmet. Right. That's is that what, what they, it is? That's what they call it, yeah, which is absolute wow. rubbish. Yeah, listen, fantasy went well again this week. 111 points, I think it was. Beat Holty, no problem. 2-0, uh, cruising along. You I've are stuck flying! A little, I know, I've stuck a little prize up there for everybody this week as well in our league. I've had a few hats sent by the NFL, so we're going to give them out as weekly prizes. Um, yeah, so we're going to do that. But here's one for you now then. So the guy that everybody wants at the minute is Pat Mahomes. Ten touchdowns in the first two weeks, which is an NFL record. The only problem is if everybody's starting to get giddy about the Kansas City Chiefs going on and winning the Super Bowl with Pat Mahomes this year, is that while he's thrown 10 touchdown passes, the defence has given up already over 1,000 yards of offence 
against them. As a former defensive player, that's got to really resonate with you. A thousand yards more in, in two games. It really has. But you know what? Let's quote the great, the late great Vince Lombardi. As long as we score more than them, we're going to win. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, it's hard to keep doing. But I'll tell you what, Darren, isn't he a talent? Isn't oh. he a talent, Patrick Mahomes? The way he's lasering this football into the palms of the hands of his wide receivers, they're not like, all right, he's thrown a few where they've had to go and get it, but the majority of his touchdowns and the majority of the big gains that he's made on the field, it's right on the numbers. It's right in the palm on stride of his receivers, and that is a talent. We talked last week about Dak Prescott and why Dak Prescott is not going to be a big all-time quarterback. You were saying how he's inaccurate and the mm. fact that he had Dez really made him shine in the NFL. But now that Dez has gone and he hasn't got a wide receiver who can really go out there and reach for the ball, it's highlighting his inaccuracies in the past. But Mahomes is on point. I think he's the real deal. I tell you what as well, when you think about it, Andy Reid made the decision to start Pat Mahomes this year. He made the decision himself to let Alex Smith go. And I think the prospect of, of Andy Reid making that decision, knowing the success he's had with quarterbacks in the past... That should have given us all a bit of an insight that he was going to be relatively successful. And I think by sitting him for a year, essentially redshirted him for one year in his first year in the NFL and letting him watch how Andy Reid works and learn the system and learn from Alex Smith the good habits about being an NFL quarterback, it's almost an old school way of getting a high draft pick ready at the quarterback position, bearing in mind most of them play from the start now. But this was the old-fashioned way of doing it. Sit them for a year, let them watch, let them learn, and then let them go. And from Mahomes' perspective and Kansas City's perspective, it looks like they've got it spot on, doesn't it? Well, it's the first time I'm going to mention him. You know what happened to Tom Brady? Sat behind Drew Bledsoe for a long, long yeah. time. And then, yeah. lo and behold, when Bledsoe was injured, went down, Brady stepped up, and it was like he was putting his hand in the same lovely, warm Soft leathered glove. Yeah. Well, it was the New England Patriots offense. You, you think about Rodgers and Favre. Yeah. Same thing. There again. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, just one other little bit of fantasy detail as well. If you're an owner of Michael Thomas, the Saints receiver, he's got 28 catches in the first two games of the season. Oh. He's on course, Vern to catch 224 passes this season. This <laughs> will be an NFL record by about 100. I hope he's on bonus-related pay. Good grief. It's unbelievable, mate, isn't it? But let's look at Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees passed... Has he surpassed another record at the weekend? I know Frank Gore did. Frank Gore, I think he's now in the, the four or five all-time leading rusher. Don't, don't start stealing from me numbers. Later. I'm not, I'm not. I'm just throwing it out there. But right. I, th I think that Drew Brees is on course for yards thrown in a career, I think, this season. I mm. think he needs more than 900 to surpass Peyton Manning in the all-time yards passing statistic. So Three weeks? Three and a half yeah. weeks. <laughs> Three and a half weeks. Yeah, Drew Brees, that's just a half. Come on. Yeah, the man is weeks. a machine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'll tell you the interesting one, and we're going to dip into a load of topics this week. I can't wait for pick six. There's some belters in there, and I've got some great numbers for you, by the way, a little bit later on. But what about this Josh Gordon deal this week? Mm. Yeah, traded to the New England Patriots. One or two rumours as to what he was like um, in the Browns facility. He's had all the issues with drugs off the pitch and the suspensions, etc. But the Patriots, Vern, as you know, have always been a franchise that doesn't mind giving a player a second chance. The leash is not very long when they get there. So don't be surprised if by the end of the week, Josh Gordon's been released by the Patriots. <laughs> that's highly likely too. But, but if, what do you think Josh Gordon's going to do to Tom Brady and that Patriots offence now he's there? Do you know what he's going to do? It's very simple and it's very obvious. And I think this is why they brought him in. He's going to stretch that offence. Because at the moment, they've only really got Hogan and Gronkowski, who are, who are the valuable assets in that offence. And I think he's going to stretch the offence. He's going to give them more options on the outside and a little bit of pace. And let's be honest, look at the size of him. He's a big, strong boy. Mm. He is. I, I think Hogan's going to benefit too. I think Dorsett might benefit as well. What I think he'll do, you know, Vern, I'm not necessarily sure what his production's going to be like. I've been reading loads of stuff on the internet saying he might be the best wide receiving option since Randy Moss. Randy Moss is a different type of receiver and a hell of a lot better than Josh Gordon. So let's not quite anoint him Randy Moss as yet. No, 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 no. Brady's not, as, yeah, Brady's not as young as he was and his arm's not as strong as, he, as, as it was. So we're not going to get a reincarnation 
of the 15 or the 16 and 0 season when Brady was chucking it to Moss. And what I'd say as well, if you look at his numbers, Josh Gordon, six seasons in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns. If you take out the all-pro season that he had, where he just went off towards the end of the season, 200-yard games here, 200-yard games there, he's actually a bang average, if not below average, NFL wide receiver. The rest of the time in Cleveland, he's averaged 30 catches and just over 500 yards a season, apart from the one season that he's had. And I think a bit of perspective needs to go on the table here with Josh Gordon, that he brings a ton of baggage, baggage that even Belichick might struggle with. And barring one year in the NFL, he's not been great. But if you saw him on the team sheet, Darren, if you were facing him as an opposing defence, would you not sit back and say, right, they've got Josh Gordon, they've got Hogan and they've got Gronkowski. We have to devise a defensive system that is going to cover all passing options. Because the running game really at New England isn't a standout running game, is it, in the league? If you look at the league as a whole, you wouldn't say New England have got an, the ultimate backfield when it comes to running backs. But what it does is it forces you to write up a defence to be able to mark all of those targets. And Josh Gordon is just another option for Tom Brady. And like you said, yeah. Tom Brady's arm is done. But if you give Josh Gordon five 10-yard gains, that's the kind of receiver he is. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I see that. I mean, what I do tend to think is, though, Philip Dorsett has looked really good for the Patriots in the first two weeks. And they were happy to trade um, Jacoby Brissett to Indianapolis to get Dorsett last year, former first-round pick, very, very fast, probably faster than Gordon. They got a bit so of cooks, got, let's not forget that. Yeah, but they've got the speed guy on the other side. They've got Hogan, who's the possession receiver. They're going to get Edelman back, and they've got Gronkowski. I'm not sure, you know, what his role in this offense is actually going to be. I'm not that convinced. People are saying now, oh, he's got to be the big, you know, fantasy pickup this week. If he's if he's on your waiver wire, go and get him. I'm not necessarily sure. I think the lad that's going to replace him in Cleveland, Antonio Callaway, who I watched play in the flesh for Florida in college, and they couldn't defend him that day. He had the big touchdown against New Orleans in the week. I think if you're looking for a fantasy option, a receiver that's going to pop up now and benefit from the trade, I don't think it's Josh Gordon. I think it's going to be Callaway. Yeah, he's already scoring points in that yeah. Browns offense. And I feel and he's on my bench. <laughs> he's on my bench. <laughs> Should we start with the Browns? Yeah, got to. I can I like we we we've ripped the Browns in past oh. weeks. We've absolutely annihilated them. But this weekend, <laughs> against an offense that just can't stop churning up yardage, the New Orleans Saints, they played all right. And I felt so sorry for them. Gonzalez missed another game-winning field goal. Yeah. And I felt so sorry for the Cleveland Browns because their defence is... You know what? Their defence oh, is yeah. something to be to behold at the moment. It is a legit defence. Yeah, it is. You know, I was actually sitting there thinking, because I know you I know you dropped the other expletive out on the podcast, and I, I try not to, but trying to think of a way to describe certain failures in Cleveland sports history and in Cleveland Browns history. And the best phrase I could come up with was shithouses, basically, because you're paid to do a job. <laughs> I just spat <laughs> my coffee. <laughs> you're paid to do a job. You're paid to do a job. <laughs> and you, you blatantly can't do it. Zane Gonzalez is just the latest shithouse to wear the Cleveland Browns <laughs> uniform. But what I was, what I was, what I was thinking was, how many ex-players from that woe-begotten franchise oh, have actually gone into town this week and, and showed their faces without a disguise? I think the only guy who can say I, who can be proud of saying, well, there's two: Bernie Colzar and Jim Brown are the only yeah. two players from the Browns, really. Maybe Webster Slaughter. Maybe who can really stand up and say, yeah, I played for the Cleveland Browns because that. I mean. When when your franchise is most famous for a fumble, I know you're going to struggle, aren't you? Ernest Biner. Ernest Biner, the, like nobody's business. Oh the man! That, the minute that kick was missed, Ernest Biner went out with a sign on his chest that said, "Hello, everyone. I'm Ernest Biner." Because this fella now is, is is one of they talk about Brady being the goat, as in greatest of all time. This fella is just a goat. You'd be better off having a goat kicking the ball than this fella. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> Defence really good. Miles Garrett, excellent. Yeah. Um, they've got that moving in the right direction. Tyrod Taylor, OK. You know, most of that team 
it has been doing really well in the first two weeks of the season. They're really competitive again. All he's got to do, and he's indoors for crying oh. out loud, is kick it straight. Oh. Far away. I've got a little bit of sympathy with a kicker from Minnesota because that's a, the, the conditions inside Lambeau Field are really changeable. It's windy, it can be windy. You're outside, you're on natural grass. There are one or two factors that come into missing a kick in an outdoor stadium on grass where the weather can sometimes be a factor and you can get gusts of wind. That's the slightest excuse I'd give him. But for crying out loud, all you've got to do all week is kick the ball through the uprights. Everybody else is getting seven bells knocked out of them every time they go on the field. You don't get touched. You get paid well. <laughs> while everybody else is in ice baths and warm rooms and getting massages, you're sat there eating popcorn, knocking the ball through a set of uprights. You've only got to do your job three or four times a week properly, and he couldn't even do that. He's one of the worst I've ever seen. One of the greatest I've ever seen. And this fellow's 40 years of age, Sebastian Janikowski. Oh, yes. Night, comes waddling onto the field yes. for the Seattle Seahawks. He's about 18 and a half stone, right? <laughs> He's never run a lap or lifted a weight in his life. And Vernon Kay, last night, at 40 years of age, Seabass nailed a 56-yarder against the Bears. Oh, what a guy. 56-yarder. What a guy. In Soldier Field, on grass. Unbelievable. And, and, and I think it was week one that the commentators best described him as. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't wipe your eyes. Look away and look back. You are looking at Janikowski walking onto the football field as a professional athlete. It's not a guy who has come on in a uniform he's bought for Halloween. I know, right? He's massive, isn't he? Look at him. 56 yarder, mate, right down the middle. And you know what? Four or five yards to spare outdoors at 40. And he's missed the season through injury as well. Oh, but the kid from the the kid from the Vikings, he missed oh. the same kick in the same place twice. No. I, know. I know. And it's like, I dude, know. if you can't learn from the first kick, albeit the wind was swirling, bloody bloody blah, but just belt it. Put your foot through yeah. the laces and go. How can you miss indoors? You know, it's like if you learn to play darts, you play darts indoors. You throw the dart from the same position in perfect conditions, the same distance into the same board. So once you can play darts, you should always be able to play darts. Well, I saw Phil the Poet Taylor once kick off at Ali Pali <laughs> because he claimed the air conditioning was <laughs> moving the dart yeah. oh, a, yeah. a, a, a maximum of three millimetres. And yeah. that, that's the difference that the air conditioning was making. And he, he stopped, they stopped the event, they stopped the whole tournament for about an hour, I think it was, while they yeah. sorted out this slight breeze that was coming in from the air conditioning units. It was phenomenal. But yet you've got a kid 40 yards away from the goalpost who can't belt it down the middle. And that's what he's, uh, he's supposed to do. Yeah, I always remember as well the fella from the Colts who was who was pissed at the was he at the Pro Bowl or somewhere. And he did, a, he did an interview about Peyton Manning, didn't he? And was saying, you know, he's costed his games and he can't <laughs> win the big one and all this. <laughs> Peyton Manning's going, you what? What are you talking about? So was it was it Mike Vanderjack? Was that his name? <laughs> and and he, he, he Google it. He had a right go at Peyton Manning, the kicker, basically saying, look, you know, we're not winning enough big games because of the quarterback. And Peyton Manning's going, hang on. And they said to him, how do you respond? And he said, I am not even going to give some idiot kicker the time of day. Brilliant. And that, that's the way he saw him. Idiot Brilliant. kicker. That was it. That's hilarious. But anyway. Uh, all right, well, Darren, I'm going to stop you there because joining us now is a man who knows all about kicking in the NFL. Good right. friend of the fumble, former <laughs> Carolina Panthers kicker, uh, Reese Lloyd. Morning, Reese. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Reese? How are you? Good to speak to you, my friend. Yeah, and you? How's things? All right? Yeah, we, we're good here. We, we, we're having quite an internal debate, Vernon and myself, that Vernon thinks there's a lot of pressure on kickers, and I just can't see it. And so he said, I'm going to get well, Reese Lloyd on, and he's going to tell you how much pressure that these guys are under. Vernon, Vernon's a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> so go on, Reese. Uh, just just explain to us what it's like as a as an NFL kicker uh, during a game, but also during the week, having missed a field goal, which I know for you has never happened. Uh, but you must never. know some kickers. You must have a WhatsApp group of former NFL kickers that you're in, uh, where where pressure <laughs> where pressure gets to them during the week. Is that what happens? Just explain to us what it's like. Well, I think during the week, obviously, you can't replicate what happens in a game. Um, you can try 
you know, your best, but it, it never really sort of pans out the same way as it does in a game. Um, things happen in a game that are unexpected. <clears throat> I think in the case of this weekend, you know, especially with the Vikings guy, I, being a tied game like that, you can't really sit there and say, as a kicker, and I've been in those situations, there's less pressure on you when the, when the game is tied up than there is having to make the kick to stay in the game, if that makes sense. And, and everything's become all about money. It's, it's getting the cheapest guy to try and do a job and then everybody's up in arms because he's not doing the job. And then it's like, well, we can't spend the money on a, a guy who's been in the round. And when you have a game like that and then you show up on Monday morning into the locker room, there is definitely a sense of so there's an air in, in, in that everybody thinks, you think that you're, everybody's looking at you and all that sort of thing. And it's just, uh, it's not a nice feeling but it's the job you signed up for. So you, you've got to perform under pressure. And if you don't, they'll get the next, the next man in. So and it is- talk, to, talk, talk to me about the fact that he's the fellow with the Browns. He's yeah. kicking indoors. Perfect condition. Yeah. The kick he had, would you, you, it's not quite a chip shot, but he didn't really have to swing the leg too hard. And yeah. the minute it left his boot, you thought no chance. <laughs> his body language wasn't great. I mean, I can almost forgive the, the Minnesota guy to a certain extent because he's in Lambeau on natural grass where you get gusts of wind and that kind of thing. Fella for the yep. Browns, it's like <laughs> kicking in my kitchen and he still missed it. <laughs> how big's your kitchen? I, I, how, much I, I got, how much did they bloody pay me on BT say, Sports? I'm in the wrong game. I've not got an invite round for dinner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I meant the conditions, not the size. Mind you, my kitchen's that small. He'd still miss the field goal in there. <laughs> well, listen, the Browns, the Browns guy. I think he was was he an Alabama or an, an Auburn uh, college guy. Problem is with going to colleges like that, certainly like an Alabama, is he's never going to do anything other than kick PATs and a couple of short field goals. That is a and good if he misses point. One, if he misses one, there's no ramification for that because they're already winning by 40. And so the pressure for him is non-existent. And then all of a sudden you throw him into an NFL game where there's money on the line for him, for the team. There's points, obviously, and you, you, you're gaining the momentum in the season. Again, you're also indoors, which obviously makes life as a kicker. You know, you are literally kicking in the perfect conditions, um, you know, with the turf field. So there's no problem with footing, nothing like that. It's when you put all of those things together and you put him in a pressure situation as a young kid who's never probably been in that position. And, and you can sit there and say, well, you know, playing in front of 70, 80,000 people in college is pressure. Well, it's really not when you don't have to actually perform under pressure. That, is a, that is a really, really good point. The fact that. Do you he... know what? That is a brilliant answer, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that a brilliant answer? You know, I, I, all joking aside, and, and we're kind of taking this argument from two sides, that is. The kind of insight that had certainly never crossed my mind. No. The fact that you're kicking for a big college and you're always playing from ahead and because of matter, PATs and all that, and then he's in a situation that he's perhaps never been in before. I mean, that, listen, that's that's fantastic insight. It really is. Reese. just... Well, so really it's one... So it is really just one-sided then, is what you're saying. There's no two sides about it. It's just one-sided. <laughs> the kicker's always right, is what you're saying. <laughs> No, I'm not going that far. Reese, just just explain to us uh, the actual process of kicking uh, a field goal, particularly under pressure. You, you, we see the kickers mark it out. Do do you yeah. know as soon as you strike the football that you've hit it sweet, or do you know that it's going to either fade or it's going to draw? Do you know straight away as soon as you put your foot through it? Yes, it is. It is like if for anybody who's ever played uh, golf, I, I play a lot of golf, so I always refer to golf because you know the. The, the everyday person, I'm sure, at some point has swung a golf club, and when you hit it, it feels like you haven't hit it. If that makes sense, right? It's just the the sweet sweetest feeling, and then obviously you get the ones miss it. But like in the pros in golf, their miss hits are a lot less than you know the 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 common person, if you will. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you've missed one, or have you heard stories where people have missed one? Can I can I inter- then- can I just quickly interrupt here? Yeah, because I know the answer to this. <laughs> And Reese knows what's coming. Uh, the answer to your I question. Yeah, the I answer do. to your question is yes. I haven't finished it yet. No, the answer to your question is yes. <laughs> no. Trust me, Darren. This is the I answer don't. to your yeah. question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was fortunate enough 
to stay at Reese's house. Okay, to stay at Reese's house, right? During the Super Bowl when it was the Steelers versus the Cardinals, which was in Tampa, and at the time Reese was staying what, literally fifteen minutes from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. Right, so. It's the Sunday prior to the Super Bowl. We'd been out Saturday night. We'd had a skinful. We had the worst hangovers in the world. Now, you know me, I am a football fanatic. So when one of your mates is a professional NFL kicker, you think, Reese, have you got a football? He's like, yeah, I've got quite a few. He's like, right, in the street, let's go. So we get in the street, barefoot, on concrete, concrete, and we start belting the footballs down the street. Can I just say something to you at this stage? This 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 bears no relation to the question I was going to ask. No, it does. Carry on. It does. Carry on. I'm I'm fascinated. Carry on. So we've had a skinful, and and Reese and I have stood at one end of the street, and my brother has stood at the other end uh, playing kick returner, as we did when we were kids. And I hit a sweet one. It's gone for miles. I hit another sweet one that's gone for miles, right in the blooming... Catch buckets of my brother's chest. Reese steps up, shoeless, barefoot, yep. on concrete, yep. and he gets the absolute Shankletons straight <laughs> yep, across that, the now. driveway, bangs on the front door of a neighbour. Hilarious! Who would have thought that the guy who hosted Family Fortunes was the better kicker than the guy who played for the Carolina Panthers? <laughs> now, in my, <laughs> my defence, in my defence, it was in my contract that I wasn't allowed to kick barefoot on concrete in my own street. Yeah. So I was trying to take it easy on you, mate. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, right, Reese, I've, I've got... A, sorry, Darren, does that answer your question? No, it bears no resemblance to the question I was going to ask. <laughs> Go on, then, fire away. What, to do with it. what was your question? I was going to say to you, so you kind of sit there, and there's some, there's some big guys on an NFL team. Have you ever yeah. heard of or been in a situation where you've, you've missed one or missed two, as we've seen this week, which is essentially cost a team a game and they've all worked hard all week and it's been a bit hairy around the facility or in the locker room with one or two of the fellas really wanting to let you know that you've let them down or has that happened with kickers in the NFL that you know of? No, and I think, obviously... Why you know, not? I'd be straight over. <laughs> what are you doing? You've got one job. I've just sacked the quarterback four times. I can't feel my lower extremities. And you've missed from 35 yards. What are you doing? You're telling me that doesn't happen? No. And, oh. and it's, it, it's easy to sit there, right, and say, uh, like a lineman or, or, or anybody else, they have an important job to play both in, in the field goal game as well as their, their normal positions. But they get they get to have 60, 70 plays at it and sacked four times. So if you do percentages on that, it's not very good. Mm. If I've got one or two kicks a game, yes, I'm expected to make it, but there's so many other things that go into it. Now, I'm not making excuses for anybody, but the fact is I've got one crack at it, and yes, I should, I'm getting paid to do my job, you unfortunately do miss field goals. That is part of what it is. Quarterbacks miss throws, wide receivers drop balls, so on and so forth. Not all of them. In the Fenway region's missed all of them. Yeah, well, we've worked, out that, he's, we, we, we've worked out that he's an anomaly. <laughs> I've heard him call other things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reese, uh, because yeah. we, 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 like everyone listening, and Darren and I, we are, we are suckers for some NFL gossip and NFL stories. I'm just going to list the teams that you played for. Ravens, yeah. Packers, Ravens again, Panthers, Vikings, Panthers again, and the Giants. Um, of those yeah. teams that you played for, who had yeah. the biggest characters in the locker room? Oh, goodness. Um, well... The biggest characters in a locker room would have been the Ravens, just larger-than-life people, obviously, playing alongside Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and Dion Sanders was there my first year and people like that. Wow. Um, Willis McGahee. And so <clears throat> you are in somewhat of, of awe about those particular people, but the best locker room was the Panthers by far, just for pure banter in the locker room and, and good laughs and all that sort of stuff, playing with Steve Smith and... Julius Peppers and people like that. Reese, we've got to tell you a little story before we let you go. And we wouldn't normally share um, secret information <laughs> like this, but we've got no choice today because I'm still giggling about it. And I know Vernon as well. Vernon as well. So Vern gave Crossy, the producer, the telephone number to call him on. <laughs> but Vernon, by mistake, got one digit wrong. So Crossy <laughs> called a fella this morning in America who took a little while to answer. <laughs> but then hit Simon with a string of obscenities and told Simon... <laughs> I, can't, 
can't, I can't tell him. You tell him what the fellow was doing. I can't tell him. He was basically copulating with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> when he answered the phone, when he answered the phone, and we were, t- and Crossy oh. was saying to him, "Reese, is that you? Is that you?" <laughs> the fellow, saying, he's telling Crossy what he's doing at the time. It was hilarious. So we tried to get you oh, by accident. We got, magic. A, we got a fellow mid act with his wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is oh. magic. I hope, I hope she wasn't saying my name. To be honest, please, it was fair to say that fella had got it right between the uprights when we got a hold. <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh, dear. Brilliant. Yes. Anyway, wide right. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Reese, thank you. Yes, let's. Yeah, uh, indeed. Of Great to get an insight, especially when you're a football nerd like us too, uh, to find out what it's like <laughs> inside a locker room. But thanks again, Reese. Lots of love to the family. Cheers, mate. Thank you. It's it, it's just been a travesty for kickers so far, and we're only in week three now. Uh, no. Last week, Darren, you claimed uh, yes. you put you had a bold statement last yeah. week because uh, you said that we'd seen was it game of the year already? Yes. I think we've seen catch of the year already. Oh yes, Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. Oh yes. my goodness me! Wow. How did like everyone's seen it? I know that Fumbleites who were listening, uh, you will know exactly what we're talking about. And people who who haven't seen it, then all you've got to do is put in catch week two NFL, and it will yeah. be the catch that pops up. This guy does an Odell Beckham, which made. Odell Beckham famous, his catch against the Cowboys in the corner for the touchdown, I think it was, the Odell Beckham one. This kid does exactly the same, but not only does he catch it as he's falling down, he has it in one hand and then lifts the ball over the defender to enable him to secure the ball as he's falling forward. And then he has the audacity to stand up and just drop the ball in front of Bill Belichick. I'm like, now that is a joke. Great catch. Unbelievable. And people say, oh, it's the gloves, it's the gloves, it's the gloves. Yeah, gloves these days are quite tacky. But your hand strength to catch an American football, which is flying at you at pace, has to be on point. The timing has got to be bang on the money. It's like, you know when you go to the petrol station and you test yourself whether you could, let's say you're putting in 40 quid's worth, all right, and you fire it all the way up and it's going, you're on 36 37, 38, 39, bang, and you try and stop it on 40. (laughs) Sometimes you're over, sometimes you're under. When you catch an American football at pace, everything has got to be bang on the zeros. It's got to be perfect. And this catch, this catch just is the epitome of everything that is a great American football catch. He must be the greatest at putting petrol in in the whole of the United States. <laughs> it would be a great petrol station competition between Odell Beckham and Keelan Cole. Hey, but James Conner almost caught one, didn't he, for, for Pittsburgh as well, but he fell out of bounds. He yeah, saw that thing. one as well. He did the same thing, but he, he didn't count so he didn't get both feet down. Hey, let, let Otherwise, me, we would have had two of them. Let me just ask you, uh, let's move swiftly on, because I'm glad you mentioned, mentioned the Steelers. A bit of a, a yeah. spluttery start told you last week how dysfunctional they are. Mm. They're not going to win enough games. They made mistakes again when they didn't need to make mistakes this week. Do you they think he's highlighting out. their lack of Le'Veon Bell? I, I don't think so, no. I think, it's, I think it's time for a change. I think they need to change the head coach. Wow! I don't think it, yeah, I, I Darren don't think, Fletcher! I, 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 how do you change a franchise or a, a, a group like that, that that gives away silly penalties, that plays with ill-discipline, that seems to lack early motivation. I mean, how on earth can he be 21-0 down in the first quarter of your first home game, having blown it against the Cleveland Browns the week before? This is a team that's always played when it's needed to with tons of emotion. And we saw none of that. You can't give a team like Kansas a 21-point lead and expect to win. Yeah, you might get back to 21 all, but you can't keep that momentum for the rest of the game. So when it swings again, you're in a world of trouble again. And I just look at it now and I think that they've got so much talent on that team. If Bill Belichick would have had that Pittsburgh Steeler roster, they would have won eight or nine Super Bowls because they've got more talent than New England. You look at the New England teams over the years that's gone to Super Bowl after Super Bowl and invariably Pittsburgh have had more talent. So why did Pittsburgh not get to the Super Bowl and why do New England do? Because they're coached properly, they're disciplined, they do their job, they know how to prepare themselves and they are always ready when the lights shine brightest 
And I just don't think Pittsburgh do. I don't think they know. I don't think they're disciplined. People speak out of turn. They make mistakes. And that is why you've got a team, Vern, in my opinion, and it's only my opinion, that underachieves season upon season. It's interesting you say that because this is the second year in a row that Le'Veon Bell hasn't turned up for the start of the season. We've had controversy within camp, you know, with Big Ben and, and his relationship with Tomlinson as well. And you're right, we never get that with Big Bill, do we? Everything is no. dealt with in the back office when it comes to the Patriots. So, Antonio Brownfern was mouthing at somebody on the sidelines on Sunday. Exactly. And Midway we, through the game. You'd never see that at a, a, a franchise that's coached properly because there would be respect. If you spoke to Belichick like that, you'd be out the door Monday morning, no matter who you are. You'd get the, uh, what was it, the hairdryer treatment? Yeah, of course you would. Then you'd go. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be released on, on Monday morning. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, uh, I think uh, Steelers fans can't wait for Le'Veon Bell to get back. I'll be honest with you, personally, he's not in my fancy football team anymore, so I don't care. He can sit out for you know as what? long as he wants. I'm going to give you a little possibility. Pittsburgh continue as they are. Connor does OK. Week four, week five, week six, that kind of range. Sam Darnold's doing OK. The Jets think we might just have half a chance at contending here in the AFC. Why don't we use a draft pick and get Le'Veon Bell? They've got a ton of cap space, so they can sign him no problem moving forward. And the best friend for Sam Darnold moving forward, or the two best friends, will be an offensive line and a running back. And they're not blessed at the running back position. They might just see this as an opportunity, and there are one or two whispers in the States that it might happen. They were in on Khalil Mack, but, but didn't want to give up the two first-round picks. There is a theory they might be prepared to make a trade to take Le'Veon Bell from Pittsburgh to the Jets at some stage this season. Wow, that would take a lot of pressure off that young quarterback that they've got, who you can tell already is getting a little bit frustrated that his game isn't 100% on point. But I think he's got a future. He's a big, strong quarterback stood in the pocket. And that's what I like Personally, my NFL quarterbacks to be like. I like them to stand in the pocket. I like them to take all the checkdowns and I like them to analyse the field prior and during the play. And I think he's the kind of quarterback that can do that. I like a pocket passer. Do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers will make the playoffs from 0-1-1? and From what I've seen so far, not a chance. I don't think their defence is strong enough. And if you don't make the playoffs with that roster, what does that tell you about the coaching? I, I, I'm just going to leave it there. Into the end zone for the pick six. Pick six. All right, it's uh, it's time for pick six. So my first one is to you, Darren. Are you ready? Yes. No, Darren, it, uh, it, it's been uh, revealed to the Fumbleites that you are a man of the statistics. And American football is a game where statistics are vital and important to the game, both from a coach's perspective, fancy football perspective, and also basically to analyse the game and where it sits. So what's your stat attack this week, please, Darren? OK, now I've got a few, and the last one is going to be a question to you, so stand by. I'm ready. I'd also like a reaction after the first one as well. OK. And I'm going to start with the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm starting with them because one or two people tell me that they are potential AFC Super Bowl representatives. The Ravens, just for the record, are 10-8 and eight over the last two seasons. And the quarterbacks that the Ravens have beaten to get those 10 wins, my friend, are as follows. Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, Brett Hundley, Deshaun Kaiser twice, EJ Manuel, Matt Moore, Nathan Peterman twice, Tom Savage and Matt Stafford. Now, I'm telling you, my friend, they've got to beat better quarterbacks than that if they want to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. That is an outrageously bad list of people that they've been able to beat. It really is. That is a shocking list. And that's a great statistic, Darren. I love that. Yes. There's your 10 wins. I think I would be about seven wins to get some of those. Yeah, that's um, dreadful. Also, one or two teams have started off 0-2. Since the playoffs were expanded to 12 teams in 1990... You have a 12.1% chance of making the playoffs from 0-2. Fact. Three milestones this week. You mentioned Frank Gore. Fourth all-time rushing now, 14,112 yards. He's behind Emmett Smith, Walter Payton and Barry Sanders. Adam Vinatieri, second player to 2,500 points in NFL history. Needs 44 to pass Morton Anderson for the most. And Deshaun Jackson, really like this one. His 23rd touchdown of his career of 60 yards or more, which ties the all-time record held by the great Jerry Rice. Wow! Now, yes, 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 yes. Good yes. stat. And here's the next one, the last one, the question. 
What happened, Vernon Kay, in the NFL 731 days ago and hasn't happened since? Back-to-back -back draws. No. Oh, I thought it would have been in that. Fact, in fact, on the subject of that, since overtime was introduced in 1974, yeah. it's the first time in NFL history that two games have been tied after the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. But what happened 731 days ago and hasn't happened since? Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you. You won't get it. Go on. J.J. Watt last registered a sack. Oh, my God! How about that, my friend? And he is held on such a pedestal when it comes to defensive football. How about that one? Wow. Do you think his back injury is actually taking oh, its toll? He's obviously missed two years, hasn't he, essentially? Yeah. And he's not, he's not had a sack yet in the first two games of the season. Oh. I think it was 728 going into the weekend. So as we record this on... Tuesday, 731 days since his last sack. Cool, blimey. OK, so there we are. We like those. Next one to use, oh. Seahawks and Raiders, both 0-2, so we know neither of them are going in the playoffs. Which will have the better record when they arrive in London in mid-October? Well, I'm going to answer this really quickly, and I'm hoping it's the Seahawks, because I've got family in Seattle. But I just think the Seahawks are a better team at the moment. I think the Raiders are still getting used to a brand-new offence, brand-new head coach. I don't think they're settled because they're leaving Auckland. They're going to end up in Las Vegas. I think they're struggling in the air because uh, of the adequacies of their receiving core. I think there's too much pressure on Marshawn Lynch. You can tell by the amount of carries he's getting and the way that he's playing. I just think think it's going to take them over... I reckon they'll get good maybe week nine or ten. OK, next one. All right, here we go. This is me to you. I know as a loyal Bears fan, Fletch, sorry, uh, Packers fan, uh, you would never change the team you support, but just imagine you did and you were to choose a new team to follow today. Who would it be? Kansas City Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, best offence to watch in the National Football League, loads of points, Pat Mahomes, it would be the Chiefs. What about you? I'm going to go Carolina Panthers because my mate okay. F.A. Obada is there. And also, I just love Cam Newton. I love the way he plays the game. He's just all about fun. He said, look, I, I saw a clip of him uh, pre-match in the tunnel with his teammates. He's like, guys, if we have fun, we're going to win this game. I mean, what a great lesson of life. <laughs> Never mind sport. Yeah. Let's just go out there and have some fun and we will win this game. I like him. I like him a lot. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay. Uh, one to you, mate. Uh, this is from uh, At The Fumble. It's from uh, Joel, who says, are the Eagles much worse than last season so far, or am I imagining it? I'm going to answer that question next week when Carson Wentz is under centre. Right, let me answer it now. I'm going to take it now. Go on, then. Go for it, Darren. 
I don't think Carson Wentz is going to make much difference to Philadelphia at all. They need because... all Sean Jeffrey back. Exactly. At the moment, Nick Foles, Nick Foles' numbers at the weekend, 35 and 48, 334 yards and a touchdown. Mike Wallace has got a broken leg. Alshon Jeffrey's not ready. Zach Ertz is being taken out of the game plan because there's nobody else. Jason Peters, the left tackle, is banged up again. So Nick Foles at the minute has a problem. But these are the numbers that will concern me. Ryan Fitzpatrick, journeyman, came into the press conference dressed like Conor McGregor. 27 <laughs> to 33, 402 yards and four touchdown passes. The defence gave up 436 yards of offence in the books. Carson Wentz, when I last looked, isn't playing defence. They're making too many critical mistakes leading to big plays. Ronald Darby missed the tackle on O.J. Howard's big touchdown. Malcolm Jenkins bit on the fake for Deshaun Jackson's big play. The defence is all over the place. And if you look at the defensive numbers, they are far worse on the road than they are at home anyway. The defence at the moment is the problem. Wentz can do so much, but until Jim Schwartz sorts it out on that side of the board, it's not going to happen for them. Super Bowl hangover, maybe. All right, Darren, are you ready? Best autograph yes. from anyone in the NFL that you've got, and where is it? I'd actually written down Muhammad Ali because I got his, but then I realised he didn't play in the NFL, and I got that personally <laughs> as well, in Nottingham, of all places. Wow. Um, I've got a helmet sat in front of me, signed on one side by Jerry Rice and on the other side by John Elway. And I think uh, that's got to be pretty close to the, the best ones I've got in person. That's very good. Barry's Barry Sanders is on the helmet next to that, and I got that one in person too. And Emmett Smith is just slightly further along. So they would be the ones. That's good. I've got a football signed by Jerry and Joe Montana. I don't know how yes. much that's worth, but that's quite nice. Uh, my Hall of Fame gym, I've got yes. signed jerseys by Singletary, Taylor, Ronnie Lott, Sue, uh, who's the other one? Barry Sanders. All yeah. my favourite players from the late 80s, really. And, yeah. and, and of course, Ray Lewis. I've got a the picture of my left shoulder. is an iconic picture, black and white, of Brett Favre leaving the tunnel at Lambeau Field. And that's signed by Brett Favre. And next to that is Lawrence Taylor over a stricken Randall Cunningham in black and white. Nice. And that's signed by both of them. And then just to the, the right of that is an Aaron Rodgers signed picture. And below that... Walter Payton, and to the right of that, Tom Brady. And let's not forget my Patriots helmet that says, To Pele, you're the greatest. <laughs> Lots of love, Tom Brady. <laughs> Can you remember when you first brought that up? And I said, Bird, why does he say to Pele? I actually thought you'd got such a close relationship with Tom Brady that he nicknamed you Pele. That's the regard I hold you in. Oh, funny. That's the regard I hold you in. Right, next one. Thank you. Um, another quickie, Saints-Falcons this weekend. Bitter divisional rivals, both need a win. Who you got? Well, I'm hoping for a mass shootout. I think this is going to replicate the game that the Buccaneers had in week one. Uh, the Saints, obviously, we've talked about their offence already. It's just this is going to be the showdown at the OK Corral. I think Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, uh, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, two great superstars on each side of the ball for the Falcons and the Saints. This is going to be all down to which defence prevents the opposing offence from scoring. Because I'm hoping that this is going to be the most ridiculous shootout we've seen since week one. Because let's be honest, Darren, the start of this season has been story after story after story. I think this season at the moment is simmering to be one of the best seasons we've had in the past 25 years of the NFL. I'm going to go Saints. I just think the absence of Devontae Freeman, that running back for the Falcons might just tip it the Saints way. They just might have that little bit more on offence. But I'm like you, I think it could be an absolute cracker. Right, two-minute warning. Darren, are you ready? Yes. It should be the no-minute warning because, uh, obviously, we never know what the topic is. But I'm no. going to fire a question over to you and I want you to answer it within two minutes, Darren. Are you okay. ready? I am. As it sits at the moment, who is the best quarterback in the NFL? Ooh, Wow. Wow. OK, well, I, ordinarily, I would say Rodgers. But Rodgers is playing on a bum knee, so you can't say it's Rodgers at the moment. We've talked about Brady being underarmed. I don't think it's Brady either. Um, I would say, at the minute, the best quarterback... Oh, this is a stinker. It is. The best quarterback in the NFL is... Oh, Vern, you're killing me. <laughs> is there a better quarterback in the league at the minute than Pat Mahomes? Statistically, no. But I'm going to throw a curveball out. 
and we've Go just on. talked about his team. I think Matt Ryan is going to have an awesome season this year. Do you think? I really, really do. I really do. I think that loss to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, the fact that they didn't get to the Super Bowl last year, I think Matt Ryan has got a fire in his belly. And I think the Super Bowl is in Atlanta, which is going to be a mega, mega influence onto not just him, but that whole team. I know for a fact because former Warriors defensive coach Adam Dirty is at the Falcons. They all want to be in that Super Bowl. And I just think that him and his team of wide receivers are just going to come out the gate now and they are going to fly like a falcon would fly. I like it. So you're going Matt Ryan. Okay. I'm going to go Matt Ryan. Okay, like it. I, I like it. It's difficult because the ones you'd normally say at the moment aren't quite right. And it's they? only so, week two. It's only week yeah. two. Oh. Let me just drop this one. We talk about quarterbacks. Go on. We talk about the UK Jags, our Jags. We really like them. Big yes! The oh, we've not mentioned them! Yeah. So Blake Bortles... We've got 15 seconds. Yeah, four touchdown passes to four different receivers for the first time in his NFL career. And Blake Bortles on Sunday out-dueled Tom Brady. When did you think you'd say that? Oh, my gosh, what a great win. That was a statement win by the Jaguars. Do you know what? Ne- next week, let's talk to uh, our good friend over there at the Jags. Yes, Tony Baselli. Let's talk to Tony and see what, yeah. uh, hey, what, and what insight he can give us. We did it without Leonard Fournette. I know. I'm glad did I did it without Leonard Fournette. I'm glad I didn't pick Leonard Fournette in the first round of the draft in our fantasy I'm, football league. Do you know I mean, what? I'm glad, Im- I, glad I didn't too. Imagine if you're the same guy that picked David Johnson for the Cardinals oh, in the first round of wow. the draft last year. Wounder, absolute wounder. Oh. I can't even think who it would be. No, no. Can you? Do you know oh. who it would be, Simon Cross, our producer of this Crossy, amazing you know, podcast? You know, yeah, who might that be, Crossy? Any, any ideas? He's quiet, man. <laughs> He's very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, Darren, it's always an absolute pleasure and a joy. I've really enjoyed today. It's been fab. Oh, I, I still can't get over the fellow that we called instead of Reese Lloyd. I know. I know. He should be finished by now. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he? he should be laid back having a smoke and a cup of coffee now. Well, you never know, Darren, because you know you don't need a prescription anymore for Viagra, so who knows? Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening to The Fumble. As always, uh, subscribe, rate and review. We would really appreciate it. We hope that we have aided your journey into work or whenever you listen to The Fumble, we appreciate that. It's a Shooting Shark production. It's available on Apple Podcast, a.k.a. iTunes, Acast, and just about anywhere, basically, that publishes podcasts. Wherever you go, whatever you're doing, remember, we appreciate you getting involved. And we are there at Twitter, aren't we, Darren? We are at The Fumble, and we like your questions on there. We're going to try and incorporate some of those as the season goes on. And next week, we've got a Menelik Watson update. Have we now? Yes, we have indeed, from inside, inside the Menelik Watson camp. So we'll see you next week. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.